was interested in hearing that uh, the testimony from the London terror trial where Nathaniel Veltman's now been on the stand for a few days and what he revealed to the jury is that he drove to Toronto before he set his car in motion to kill a Muslim family in London, but he came to Toronto to see if he could target Muslims here on Toronto's streets. He had uh, told the jury he had an urge to commit violence, so he put on a helmet, he put on a bulletproof vest, and then he saw a young group of Muslim men and uh, wanted to run into them. He wanted to run them over, but he panicked, drove back to London. And then we know the events from there. I mean, the fanatics are among us, right? They're here. It's just, what are we doing to watch them? Because for so long, after 9-11, terror levels stayed high. Uh, This was a, a daily conversation about watch lists and, you know, who's on the radar. But, you know, in 2023, it's not really a daily conversation. Not until Israel was attacked last, I don't know, 11 days ago. And now it's a real concern. Are there lone wolves out there? I mean, the U.S. has now heightened its its uh, terror levels. But what is happening behind, behind the scenes? I don't even know if we do intelligence on this anymore. I mean, we've had attacks. We had the Danforth uh, attack. We had the incel van attack. But is anyone able to watch for the old lone wolves? Michel Junot-Cassieu is a former senior manager and intelligence officer with CSIS. Good to have you. Always a pleasure, Alex. What would you be watching for right now? And, and I think the bigger question is, are we watching for anything? We are watching. Definitely the authorities, the Canadian authorities, CSUS and the RCMP are, are, are paying attention. They have uh, the support also of the major uh, uh, law enforcement in the major cities. Um, but that said, the lone wolves are by far the most difficult element to investigate because by definition, they are wor- working and functioning alone. <clears throat> they might be capable to prepare their their attack or their, their, their plot for a long period of time in the privacy of their basement or their bedrooms and not leave any traces because law enforcement will need traces in order to be triggered you know, and, and, and starting, starting an investigation on somebody. Yeah. Uh, what is really, really interesting also in your introduction is the fact that extremism can come from any spectrum of the political uh, arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be extreme uh, religious people. It can be ex- far right, far left. Uh, an extremist is, 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 is of any color and kind. Uh, and what will trigger them? Basically, what are the motivations for those extremists to, to, to burst and to, to, and to appear are coming from the social issues that we're dealing with? So you had a very, very important question. What do we need to do and what do we do in order to prevent extremism to, to spur? We need to pay attention to the social tensions and the social issues that are appearing uh, uh, from time to time in our society. Yeah. And that is the responsibility of our political leaders to be capable to address those issues. Because when law enforcement is involved, it's like, the tail trying to swing the dog. It's it's the opposite. It needs to be. It, it's it's the the tail end of the uh, problem. Now it's too late because we have to sort of enforce repression. 
what we need to do is we need to be on the preventive uh, capability, preventive side by sort of watching what are the social issues, why some people start hating a particular group of our society, what's going on in this particular uh, uh, group that create political tensions and emotional tensions, because those political tensions will turn into emotions and those emotions will become the motivation for somebody to act. Yeah. And unfortunately, terrorists learns from one another independently of their uh, cause, independently of their ideological issues or perspective, they learn from one another. Example, uh, ISIS, the uh, Islamic State, they invented the concept of the uh, attack with a car. Very simple. You don't need any training. You just need to take a car, a truck, and you run into people. This is exactly what happened in London. But this guy is on the far right not on the Islamic side. He went after an Islamic, uh, uh, a Muslim uh, 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 family. So this is why this is so difficult. And again, when we talk about specifically the long wolf, it's definitely by far the most difficult element because usually they manifest themselves, they show themselves at the last moment yeah. and the time of reaction is sometimes nil. Yeah, I mean, with Toronto 18, uh, you know, it was someone working on the inside ended up bringing police in and they were able to monitor it, take it down. That was a big operation, but the lone wolf changes the game. And and I don't get the sense that, that this has been a really big concern, certainly not with this particular government. They, they've been focused on other things, but here we are and Israel's been attacked and we've got calls all over the world for Jews to be killed. We've got a little boy in Chicago who's Muslim who was killed. And so when you and we've got all these marches, these protests openly displaying, um, you know, Hamas flags, uh, Taliban flags and that kind of thing. What's your concern with what you're seeing or are you concerned? Oh, always concerned about those because uh, demonstration is a legitimate uh, uh, political statement that is allowed within our constitutions. You're allowed to freedom of speech. You're allowed freedom of association. And until you sort of break the law by uh, promoting violence, promoting uh, hate against specific group, then you are good to go yeah. to a certain extent. It's when it turns to uh, physical confrontation, <clears throat> when it turns to some individual that decide to take the matter in their own hands. And again, it's a question of how the political leaders will react. Just to say we support that group or we support, we, we, are, we, we, we cry for this group and everything, that's not enough. That's absolutely not enough. That's enough bullshit that we don't need to hear more. We need to hear, uh, we need to see action. Action speak louder than words. And we need to sort of empower the law enforcement to be capable to sort of uh, be capable to intervene on time. But like I said, if we're talking about the uh, long wolf, it would be next to impossible to, to intervene at the right time because these guys will, act, will attack on their own time and we have no reaction time. So therefore, we need to return to the government. We need to return to the lawmakings, uh, opposition and leaders to be capable to work together in order to diffuse social issues and social tension that we see appearing sometimes offshore. Sometimes it's not always created within our country. Mm -hmm. And that is also another challenge because this is sort of exported uh, 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 tension that comes from another country that is, comes to our shore. And we have to deal with this. 
it's very, very, very difficult. But again, the um, occasionally the cowardness of our uh, 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 le- political leaders uh, is almost as criminal as the actions of the terrorists. Yeah, and quickly before I let you go, 9-11 obviously happened, missed a lot of intelligence on that, that happened. And then in the outcome, we had years and years and years of terror watches and that. Given the event and the gravity of the situation we're looking at, and I'm not sure if the temperature is going to go down on this thing, um, do you believe that this, this should be a conversation? Do you believe that the terror level should be re, um, brought up in this country? Or would that be overreaction to you? No, I think, I think it's, it's too early at this point. I don't think that we have any indicators that uh, uh, necessitate sort of to deploy uh, a greater arsenal of, of, of enforcement. Uh, I think the law enforcement are currently equipped to be capable to sort of watch the, the evolutions of the situation abroad and in Canada. Uh, hopefully, we'll be capable to sort of monitor the groups that are the more vocal and potentially uh, dangerous and being capable to intervene on due time. Yeah. But we went along, we, we, we came a long way from uh, 9-11 to a certain extent. Uh, even before with uh, Air India, for example, oh, yeah. the uh, commissioner that investigated the, the, the case after the fact and after the trial finished in, in, this, in catastrophe, even if we had the right uh, individuals, uh, we, we learned that at that period of time that Canada was extremely um, naive and, and, and lacked experience and maturity in dealing with the issue of terrorism and, 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 uh, and, and the just kind of violence. Uh, the law enforcement and particularly the justice systems mm-hmm. have come a long way. And now we're starting to understand a little bit more. We still should see a judge specializing in judging terrorist issues because they are a different kind of criminality, different than, than robbery or, or murder. Uh, that kind of criminality is, is very specific, needs to be understood, the ramification, and that needs to one day be addressed by the justice system, which mm. currently seems to be quite overwhelmed with already dealing with <laughs> normal criminality. I'm not holding my breath. I'm not holding my breath, but... I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Uh, Michel, very much appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. There you have go. a great That's uh, Michel Junot-Katsu, and not mincing any words, and I have no hope in the justice system. We don't even have judges. We don't even have clerks. But uh, it certainly is part of the conversation.